Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to Trendle Bed Tales, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, one-room schools, and other everyday history. This is Sarah Utop, the host and creator of Trendle Bed Tales, and today's episode is episode uh, 79, Laura Ingalls Wilder in July, and other uh, in 2016 and beyond. And to be, oh, and before we get started today, it is time for a little housekeeping. And that's when we uh, go together and kind of go through some of the things you need to know to watch the show. So first off, I hope that you're enjoying streaming it live today. You can find out what episodes are coming up most directly on blog talk radio slash trundle bed tales. I also um, do episodes and on uh, episodes scheduled and archive lists on both my website and on my blog, trundlebedtales.com and trundlebedtales.wordpress.com. I also um, have the episodes available for free through iTunes. You can find them under podcasts and then look for Trundlebed Tales. Please leave comments, any of those places that you use to listen to them. And on iTunes, you can download them as MP3s and take them with you anywhere. And if you enjoy these episodes, I encourage you to look for me around the web and other places besides the website and the blog. You can find me on Facebook under Trendlebed Tales, on uh, Twitter under Trendlebed Tales, on um, Instagram as Sarah S. Utoff, and on uh, YouTube as Trendlebed Tales. But mostly I've switched all my videos over to Vimeo so you can find it there. So find me at those places and all around the web, either under Trundlebed Tales or Sarah Utoff, and I hope you'll find more of interest. There is a chat box that I always open up while the show is live, and it's available there. So if you want to type a comment or anything, you can do it there. You can also, while the show is on live, you can call in to either ask a question, make a comment, or if you just want to listen instead of having to stream the show, Uh, You can listen by phone when you're out and about. The phone number for any of those things is 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll free, 1-877-633-9389. That's toll free, 1-877-633. Three three nine three eight nine, and I hope that you will hear. I will hear from you soon because it's always great to hear from uh, people out there. So it isn't such a one-sided conversation. And I think that's about all of our housekeeping.
And that gets us on with today's episode. Now, uh, this is going to be kind of a combo episode, and that is because uh, it's going to be um, one the episode during the month where I take about a half hour and talk about things going on, uh, some topic uh, that I think that people would be interested in, either something that's a piece of research or um, how to do something. And I thought a good one would be to talk about July and everything that went on in July, and then also use that as the second half of that is the roundup for my trips to Desmet this year. So uh, I actually meant to get this done in July, but since we didn't, I decided, you know, it would be a good thing to do anyway, because July is pretty much the biggest Laura Ingalls Wilder month as far as events. And so I thought it might be a good idea just to kind of run through and take you through sort of a typical July the kind of events to look for. Now, most of these events that I'm going to be talking about are annual events, and you can find um, find them usually on the same weekends or the same reference day uh, every year. But I would, before you made a special trip, check on the website or call the specific organization to make sure that the dates are set for this year. That is especially true for independent organizations that aren't part of the home sites. The home sites, frankly, tend to stay pretty much close to schedule unless there's some reason that they uh, decide to move them. Um, For example, a number of years ago, Baroque changed their event from being the first weekend in June to being the last weekend in June, um, which personally, I'm a little sorry about the weather tends to be worse and I and it's so close to the 4th of July, it usually causes me troubles trying to get there. But they felt that it would be a better time as far as uh, being able to get school kids there so they wouldn't still be in school. So sometimes something like that comes up and there is a dramatic change. But for the most part, they stayed the same days. Now, there are other sites that put on Laura Ingalls Wilder events. These other sites tend to be much more fluid in their dates, so it's especially important to check with them. Now, as I say, July is probably the biggest Laura Ingalls Wilder event month. Uh, uh, August isn't really such a slouch. There's a pretty decent number of those, Uh, and if you caught my August update this, uh, this week, then you will have caught a number of those, and In fact, besides the ones in there, I've realized that I hadn't put in the Franklin County Fair in um, New York, near Malone, the one that Almanzo attended. It isn't really a Laura Ingalls Wilder event. It's still their county fair, which is still going, but it uses uh, the same fairgrounds that Almanzo attended. And uh, I haven't really had much of a chance to uh, try and figure out which buildings were built already when Almanza was there, but there is still a stadium with a racetrack, and I'm sure they didn't move the location of that anyway, even if they replaced the grandstand. So it's just kind of cool, and um, I got to go to the fairgrounds when the fair wasn't going 
during my trip to Malone, and that is still on my life goals list to get to go there when the fair is actually going. And the other thing uh, I didn't mention is in Smet, there is a plain air event every year. That is a French term. And what it means is they have an event, uh, and that plain air term isn't one they came up with. It is a French term, and it is in use in the art community. And it basically means an event where artists sign up, they paint a painting during the uh, weekend in whatever location it is. They may paint more than one. And then there is a juried show, which means they have a judge come in and critique and award prizes, usually someone who um, has a background in art. So uh, there's lots of stuff in August. There also is a pretty strong showing in September. And I would say as far as Laura events go, that is the biggest month. Now, you will find people trying to do a birthday party for her in February, um, I personally don't really advise it because I personally have hit bad weather more often than not. Um, but that may not be true in your locale. People are always trying to book me for Laura's birthday in February and I never go because it's just when I do, I, there's a library, two towns over. I made ex- an exception for them once it got rescheduled twice because of ice storms. So uh, I try and avoid that. And, but there aren't really even too many of those. So the really big events, July is number one. I would say September is number, sec- is number two and August is number three. But we're going to focus on July and what you can do in July. And the f- most important thing is the pageants. Now, Walnut Grove has a pageant called Fragments of a Dream. They have kind of a repertory company, and the play has evolved over the years. They've added new and more accurate information, and they've shifted the narrator. Now, most people think that was a good change. Personally, I think it was a much stronger piece when Ma was the narrator, but um, that's me. And I would have to say a lot of the rest of the play has improved and still improves every year. Uh, my mother, who has seen a whole bunch of theater productions, because my father is in theater, and uh, would be very happy if she never heard the name Lauren Wilder again for the rest of her life. She's sick of it. She still says Grove is the best outdoor production she has ever seen, bar none. And with that endorsement, I really think it's worth going I've done programs where I gave you the details of it, but basically um, know that that's the kind of pageant it is. Uh, For this particular event, I will say very quickly, the two things are, one, I would get reserved tickets, and I would get them as soon as possible to get down front. There are other options. Sometimes you can even still get reserved tickets on the day of. I would go ahead and get them as soon as you can, that you know your firm date. And two, Your next step then, in fact, this might even be the first thing to do, would be to get a hotel reservation uh, because there are no hotels in Walnut Grove proper. You're going to be driving at least some distance. Get a place to stay before you get too booked in. Uh, There are campgrounds available. All right. And Walnut Grove also, during their pageants, has a 
things to keep you busy during the day. They have a family festival going on, and they quite often have a speaker. And last year, I got to be one of them, which was really cool. Uh, but they also are, this year, they had William Anderson. They had Karen Grassel, who uh, played Carolyn Ingalls in the NBC television show. And they had Charlotte Stewart, who played Miss Beetle on the NBC television show, uh, uh, Grassel was sort of a big get because she hasn't done a lot of these events and it was her second time ever in uh, Walnut Grove her first time having been in the 70s uh, Charlotte Stewart you can um, appears at least every a couple years but she is a sweetheart and uh, if you're into TV stars it's really a nice um relaxed place to meet and greet and get questions answered then um then you'd think it's frankly i would rather go to walnut grove if i wanted to meet a tv star from the show i would much rather meet them one-on-one in walnut grove than i would in any other format i've heard about certainly more than the mass viewing and that was just ugh. So, uh, after that, uh, I have, uh, there's also pretty much the same weekends, the, the Smet pageant. Now, I normally say, well, I always say you don't want to have too many stops in your Laura trip because it's just, if you've never been before, it's too much information to keep in your head. What you want to see where, where's this located? Where's that located? Who's in charge of this? Who's in charge of that? What restaurants you've heard are good? What, you know, it's, it's just, it's just too much on the prep side to keep it in your head. And on the post side, especially if you're traveling with other people, it starts to kind of blend together. But two that I always do recommend you go together if you possibly can, are Walnut Grove and DeSmet. They're a couple hours apart, and they complement each other very well, particularly if you go to the pageant weekend. Now, where Walnut Grove has always kept a, uh, the same uh, pro- a play and developed it, in DeSmet, they change the play every year. Now they are on a cycle where they flip every single year. For a while, they would do a play like two or three years and then switch. Now they're doing it, switching every single year so that you can go back and it'll be something different every year. And because of that, they don't tend to be quite as smooth, but you also get the benefit of it being basically where the Ingalls family lived. You can look over and see the Cottonwoods. You can look over and see the Ingalls homestead and you really feel more like you're eavesdropping on the Ingalls family. Uh, So I really think it's a different experience and it's worth doing both of them. Uh, For DeSmet, you have an easier time getting a hotel reservation. There's two hotels and several other options within town. I would still get your reservation made fairly early, but it's a possible. Uh, Normally, those two pageants are on the same three weekends, but they can handle the weekend differently if the 4th of July happens to fall on a weekend. So sometimes they will not be as lined up as other years. You will always find both pageants going the second week and the third week. The difference is if they will be both going the first week or the fourth. So 
uh, go ahead and double check any dates before you go. <clears throat> Spring Valley also has um, Spring Valley, Minnesota. It's one of the smaller towns. These are also, if you aren't going for a festival, I also recommend that you do Spring Valley, Pepin, and Baroque together. Uh, they're smaller sites, and you can really comfortably do them in a weekend, um, not counting driving time. So you might, for instance, drive on a Friday, and you could hit Pepin, Baroque, and Spring Valley, what they normally have, Um in a weekend and then drive home on Monday if it was too far. So it really is uh, quite doable. Um, and they have Eliza Jane school days, which uh, always are in July. Mansfield also has a pageant. Now their pageant schedule is a little different because they break it into two sections. There's one earlier in the summer. There's one later in the summer. And uh, it is again, a standard play, but it's a musical and they shift parts through uh, the scene. So with the big parts, everybody, there's not one person who has to learn all the Laura parts all the way through. As she gets older, they switch out girls, and they actually switch out most of the characters, so it isn't such a large amount to learn. Um, and they normally have the first half of their shows in July, well worth the trip. I've been trying to get back there for five years now. I hope I will make it. Uh, they also tend to have um, a special event in at the Almanza Wilder Farm in Malone. And they uh, tend to have kind of, well, kind of oddly named events. Uh, this year they called it the Celebration of Youth. They've called it other things. It normally involves some kind of art show. And art activities, they normally have the Morgan horses come out, and sometimes they have others. This event is an opportunity to open the one-room schoolhouse replica. They've used it as an opportunity for the American Library Association's landmark uh, award presentation. They've just used it for various things. Uh, And also Old World Wisconsin has a um, well, a Laura Ingalls Wilder month, basically. They were, it shifts. Uh, last year, it was pretty much all of July. This year, it's uh, the last half of July and the first half, and the first part of August. Uh, it's flipped over the other way to being in June some instead of August. It's, it's just, it, it's very fluid. Uh, it's, this time it's, about three weeks. As I say, normally it's roughly a month, give or take a week or two. So uh, it does flip all over the place. Normally, at least part of it is in July. So check out the Old World uh, Wisconsin for that. It's a living history site. And we have interviewed uh, someone from there about the event before. Check that out if you are interested. And It really, uh, the one year I went, again, someplace I've been trying to get back to, but the one year I went, it was really, had a lot of hands-on stuff and was just very interesting. It also involved a lot of walking. So I will warn people that make sure you have good, comfortable, solid shoes. Uh, Heritage Hill, which is another living history site, 
uh, also has an event. It's in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, its date flips around during the summer. It is often, but not always, in July. And Heritage Hills event, what I have heard of it is it typically tends to be more focused on a short program from the speaker and getting a lot of, and, and getting autographs and that that is more of the focus. Now, whether there's more hands-on stuff beyond there, the people I have talked to really talked mostly about uh, the speakers and the autographs. Now, it doesn't mean other stuff wasn't going on, but that's not having been there myself, that's what I've kind of gotten as a takeaway about it. If somebody else has been there, especially in the last couple of years, I would be glad to hear more about it. And finally, right tucked on the end of July, it's really the beginning of August, is uh, the Vinton um, Mary Ingalls Society puts on a Mary pageant. And that's actually this weekend this year. But I always like to mention it with the July stuff because otherwise I'm afraid it's going to get lost. The other one that comes real early in August is the Carrie Ingalls birthday party that the Keystone Area Historical Society in Keystone, South Dakota puts on every year. Carrie lived most of her life out there in Keystone. Now, just talking about that managed to take me quite a bit through the hour, but I did want to talk specifically about this July and um, my trip to DeSmet. So uh, I think as far as I've heard, there wasn't any trouble. Everything went real well with the events. And it was just, in general, a pretty good summer for uh, attending the um, the any of the Lorraine events around in July. Now, the one that I got to was the Smet. Now, quite often, as I say, if I go to Smet, I go to Walnut Grove and vice versa. This year, I just made it into the Smet and... Um, Basically, it was because my mother decided to go with me, and there's no extra stops when you're with her. And I went to DeSmet specifically because I was a presenter at the Ingalls Homestead, and we put on a new. I put on a new program, which was in the kitchen with Laura, uh, the pioneer version. So I took it back about 40 years and uh, got out my new, brand new hand butter churn it's a dasher churn and it's about a foot and a half maybe tall so that you can actually pass it around and let people work on making butter and it actually worked I was impressed I hadn't ever tried it Um, and I wasn't entirely sure of the dasher that had come with it I thought maybe I was going to have to replace it but no it made butter it was great Uh, and that was in the church there, which is on the property. It was uh, a active rural congregation into the, I think it was the 60s, and it had just sat there for a couple decades, but they, where people could use it for a couple of events a year, they had weddings and stuff, and they eventually decided that it really wasn't safe to do that any longer, so they donated it to the homestead and they moved it there and they put a modern basement under it. Um, so it has, it doesn't really keep up very well, but it does have air conditioning. 
and they do a lot. Excuse me. <coughs> they do a lot of events there in the church if they do have speakers or something, which is really nice. And this was the first year I've made it to Dismet twice in one year. And it was interesting to see the differences. The first time was in April. And I was just delighted because there was green grass. And um, there is some green grass in town. But I guess when I think of DeSmet, I think of uh, the fields outside of town, especially at the Inkle Tomstead, but also, you know, on the pageant grounds and surrounding the cemetery and things like that. And usually in July, they're pretty darn yellow. And that was true again this year. So it might be nice to try and go in the spring sometime if you get a chance just to get those nice green grass pictures. Uh, The program this year, or the pageant this year in DeSmet was the long winner. And I had seen their previous production of the long winner. I think this one was much better. I think they are... and. You know, actually, now I stop and think. I think I've seen the long winner. I think this is the third time I've seen the long winner there. And I think I would say that this one happens to, was probably, it was, well, it was definitely better than the last one. It might have been a little better than the first one that I remember seeing, but part of the first one's trouble was the costume because they had like Laura in this big scoop neck thing with short puffed sleeves in December. And it really does not lend the idea well to someone being there shivering. But I would say this, this production was pretty good. They're still kind of working on how to suggest that it is blizzarding all the time. Last time they did interpretive dance. This time they had sort of broken flags. So they brought them out and planted them to show, you know, uh, represent blizzard winds blowing with snow in them, which I think worked better than the interpretive dance. But I don't know that they have really cracked that yet. If they really wanted to represent that winter element, they're really going to have to do something else. And I'm just not quite sure what that'll be. But Um, It was an interesting production. It's always great to see what they have. Uh, And I always enjoy going out for it. I do recommend bringing a lawn chair if you come. And uh, if you choose a traveling companion, make it someone who can, who has not completely lost their ability to work a camera. Uh, because I, did, I really hope since I was going, uh, my mom came with me this time that I would end up with a lot of nice pictures of me doing various things. And uh, I don't think we got quite as few as I'd hoped, but we still do have some. And you'll see those pictures showing up on various blog posts as uh, we go on through the year. And... Um, they have had uh, in the gift shop at um, uh, at the Memorial Society. They had uh, 
a few more hands-on things. They had a lamp mat, which I thought was nice. They had, I, I just, I was so thrilled to find this. They had a little square glass butter churn, uh, a, a crank churn. And I don't really know if it would make butter or not, but I can use it as a prop in my program. And I am so pleased with that because I really uh, have been wanting to incorporate that story a little bit better and to have the right kind of churn for the 1930s or at least a kind of close lookalike. I am really excited about that. Um, Other things that have changed around town... Uh, they're continuing to have trouble. Uh, they're continuing to have trouble with the um, uh, Kingsbury County Courthouse, and and uh, they um, other th- and they are getting the visitor center going in. Uh, downtown. So I would have to say, for the most part, things haven't changed too much since last year, but I really enjoyed it. And I hope in the meantime, that you will enjoy brightening the corner where you are. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.